Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Paulo, who is known around the LinkedIn and professional community as Paulo Li Sing. 对啊，今天我们这位来自热带岛国菲律宾的 Paulo 很特别哦。他架了一个网站，引导外国人在台湾创业。甚至呢，还写了一本创业指南，给大家提供各种相关资讯。My guest today is Filipino, but has been living in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is an entrepreneur, founder, author of Startup in Taiwan, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Paulo.、Oh, thanks for having me, John. I'm a high five kind of guy. Okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> What's up, my man? Thank you for making time out of your very busy startup life. No worries. I'm I'm honored to be in your show. Thank you, man. Thank you for joining us here on NG Ingwen. You have been doing so many different things in Taiwan and around the world, starting in the Philippines of of your home. But I wanted to start with the fact that you just created this beautiful book, essentially a foreigner's business guide to how they can start up a company in Taiwan. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. So I wrote this book、uh, back in 2020, Q4 last year, and this is basically my way of helping foreign foreigners who are in Taiwan start up their business here. Beautiful, yeah, and it's it's beautifully illustrated, and you mentioned off air. That it is now going to also become kind of a, a web database online, so it can constantly evolve with the times. Correct.、Uh, so,、uh, in about a week's time, we are launching the beta version. So we have some people who are already going to test the website, and by the end of this month, we will officially launch the website. So I do hope people could go into、uh, www. dot startupintaiwan. dot com. This is basically an upgrade of the book that many people who bought、uh, enjoyed for having a complete unbiased information for starting a business here in Taiwan. Plus, we also have a good number of listings for all the agencies who could help you start your business here. Yeah, and you know, it kind of reminds me, and I wonder if this was kind of your vision of. You know, when I used to be a backpacker, I used to pick up these beautiful guides of countries. Lonely Planet. Lonely Planet. Do you remember the Lonely Planet、yes. guides? This is like what a beautiful concept of taking all the information you have in your careers through in in tech and all different sectors, and compiling it and making it into a resource for for foreigners entering a new country. I just love that. And、oh, so, <laughs> thinking about maybe some. Advice that you have that you could share with our audience, thinking about in the world of startup, what have you learned as you began to write this guide? First of all, I, I want to say that the book is not the first of its kind.、Uh, back in 2013, someone from Sweden came up with a book, "How to Start a Business in Taiwan," and I found it very inspiring. That I I put a little bit of twist in it. By adding a lot more interviews on the lives of foreigners here in Taiwan to give like a flavor of how is it really to start a business here from the perspective of the actual person who are who is actually starting his business here. So one of the key lessons that I have learned is that 
when you come to Taiwan, it's very important that you somehow learn the language so that you could kickstart your career here in Taiwan. So whether you're starting a business or you're launching your own career, if you want to get to know the culture where you're in, is you start with the language, basically. Yeah, and I, I love that. I want us uh, to dive into that a little bit later in the interview as you know, that's a big aspect of the NG Yingwen show here. But this book, Startup in Taiwan, is, you you mentioned off air, a product of your real startup. So you are actually going through all of this as the author and as a client. Correct. Um, basically, the main startup is called Million DC. Uh, it's an, it's supposed to be an educational platform for entrepreneurs in developing countries. But because we are currently in a pandemic, I kind of shifted the focus to helping the foreigners who are starting their businesses here in Taiwan, hence the, the book as a first product. But eventually, I'll move into expanding this into helping uh, startups in the developing countries as the original intent of the the startup. Beautiful, yeah. It's it's so impactful what you're you're doing, and I'm so glad you got a product to the market as well. Especially like you said, as the pandemic has thrown a lot of wrenches into the works of a lot of things. Thinking about the broad picture of starting up in Taiwan, are you open to all sectors of work, or do you help foreigners that are focusing on, let's say, tech? Well, I I guess if we limit ourselves with with just tech, then we are basically inhibiting growth. So when we most of the tech startups are actually starting with like the basic things, not even like tech. For example, before it was just food, then it became food technology. <laughs> and now all the innovations that come into the basic of food production is basically enhanced by technology itself. So my my wish is for many people to actually just start a business and think of how they could innovate it, whether they add a technology to it or whether whether they could enhance flavors. Yeah, ooh, flavor. I like that. Enhance flavors, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the spices of life to enhance your business. Correct. I like that, I like that. So thinking about your own journey within the world of careers, was this always a vision you had for yourself when you were younger as, hey, I want to create my own startup? So two things. I'm always an advocate of ed education. I feel like if an economy wants to move up the production scale, education is the way to go. Mm. And as far as coming up with a startup is concerned, even before, uh, way back, I was a journalist uh, back home, I already was you know, thinking of ways to start my own business. For example, uh, while I was... At Financial Times, I was also running like a small antique shop, which I called an antique shop. But basically, it's like a secondhand shop for vintage things. Nice. Yeah. So you always kind of did have that entrepreneurial mind. But yeah, in your own words, could you give us maybe what is what does 2022 look like and beyond for you? Well, uh, I would like to align it with how Taiwan is trying to position itself as a gateway to Asia and also leveraging with its hardware and software uh, technical capability and how Taiwan could help the rest of Southeast Asia. So in relation to the project that I have, which is star StartupInTaiwan.com, 2022 is basically trying to open the gates for 
businesses that are coming from the Southeast Asian region. As you know, this is one of the best emerging economies in the world. Uh, the whole ASEAN region is trying to become like a one region wherein people could actually freely flow from one country to another, just like the European Union, but hopefully an improved version of it. So 2022 is mostly helping Taiwan position itself so that it could enter that region and leverage on the talent and the expertise that it has. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a beautiful vision, too, because... I remember a, f a few friends of mine had um, Scalable Labs, it was called, if you ever remember that. They were kind of this incubator that was focusing on bringing in different products from different companies and using Taiwan as like a pipeline to expand all throughout Asia. And I remember the one of the, <laughs> the general managers, he was saying something along the lines of, you know, we want Taiwan to be a part of, let's say, Shenzhen and, you know, um, excuse me, Manila and all these different places that can act as like a Silicon Valley and you can pull talent from everywhere and it can all be kind of this ecosystem around Asia. Correct. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Taiwan is not a big uh, country. It's a small country. So if you are trying to get into Taiwan to serve just the Taiwan market, I, I think it's a very small market, but what you could leverage Taiwan is it's, easy access to the other Southeast Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Like just two hours flight from Taipei, you get to Manila. Yeah. And then you get to hop into all the other countries around uh, the Philippines. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, shout out to you, Startup Taiwan, Foreigner's Business Guide to Starting Up a Business Here. It's out in stores. Where can people purchase this? Uh, sure. It's actually in the major uh, bookstores in Taiwan, uh, mainly S-Lite. It's also on books.com here in Taiwan. But I also wanted to highlight the fact that by end of August, we are launching the online version. So if you just go to startupintaiwan.com, you'll access the same information and more of what you see in the physical book. Beautiful. 前面开头，Paolo不是提到说他写的那本创业书跟网站吗？讲到说那个网站上面有提供很多公平公正、没有特别偏袒什么赞助商或是掺杂个人偏好偏见的相关资讯。那这边讲的这个公平公正，就是
。那得到的结论就是，一定要学中文。应该说，你在不管你在哪一个国家，一定要学当地语言，因为这样子才有办法去打进当地市场，融入当地的社会和文化。本来他是成立了一个叫做 Million DC 的一个创业教育平台，来帮助发展中国家的创业人士，希望以这样子的方式给他们一些方向。但后来因为疫情的关系，把原本的计划都打乱了，所以就把各种创业相关经验集结成册，变成我们今天分享的这本书，介绍各种 Paolo 当初在创业过程中所遇到的状况和学到的方法等等。那这这部分呢，就让他用到了一个很不错的片语，大家可以学起来。在他们讲到疫情把很多人的生活都打乱的时候，他说。The pandemic has thrown a lot of wrenches into the works of a lot of things. 这句 to throw a wrench into something 表达的是从中破坏或是从中阻碍某某种计划。好 ，wrench W R E N C H， 它是我们讲的这个工具螺丝扳手。所以从它片语字面上说的丢很多螺丝扳手。我们就可以联想成是在形容一种破坏的行为，对不对？因为扳手都蛮重的嘛，应该都不太轻。好，我们来做个练习。假设呢，周末本来跟朋友约好说要出去玩，结果两天都下大雨，计划行程都泡汤了。那像这种情况呢，我们就可以说 ：The rain threw a wrench into our plans. 好，这边帮各位补充一点，就是说有时候呢，因为可能习惯或是地区的不同，我们也会听到人家说。Throw a monkey wrench. 好，跟跟猴子没有关系啦，但只是只是扳手的英文就是 wrench， 或你也可以说 monkey wrench。甚至如果是英式英文的话呢，还有可能会听到人家用 spanner 来代替。好 ，throw a spanner into something。再来这段的后半部 ，Paulo 提到对于往后的目标计划，他希望可以结合台湾在亚洲地理位置上的一个优势。好，跟我们硬体、软体科技的技术来帮助东南亚的经济，让东南亚地区各国呢和台湾也可以像欧盟一样形成一个联盟，好让各地企业人才可以更方便的去互相流动。那这部分就像这样说的，跟之前我们有位来宾分享的很类似，因为台湾在亚洲中心的关系，所以常常都会吸引不少想要创业的科技人才来找玉成中心，把台湾当一个。那个跳板哈，来增加在东南亚地区的各个发展机会。那这所谓的育成中心呢、啊，我们以前讲过，一般就是会用这个字 incubator。如果你查字典的话，大概只会查到小鸟、小鸡蛋的孵化器，然后或是早产而待的保温箱。但是英文呢，就把这种帮助孵化成长的概念用到创业上，表达我们这个帮助企业孵化诞生的意思。好啦，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落。我们赶快继续听下半段的分享。Well, Paulo, do you mind if we switch gears a little bit to、sure. kind of the story of you? So you mentioned you were born in the Philippines and you came to Taiwan in 2009, was it? Yes. And so, how did you get here? Share that story with us. So basically, I was,、um, as you mentioned, I was in the Philippines、uh, as a journalist, and I wanted to shift gears. So I wanted to get away from the journalism journalism job, and back then、uh, the big news was all about China as a big market.、Mm-hmm. So I was thinking maybe I should go to China, and I was thinking how should I go to China with my limited、uh, knowledge in the Chinese language. So I tried to 
think of how to move to China. But then I realized, so the first thing that came to my mind was basically coming to Taiwan and then eventually move to China. But few months here, I enjoyed my life here and I decided maybe I should just stay in in Taiwan after my MBA from the National Taiwan University. And then from then, I just looked for uh, different jobs. Yeah, and that does seem to be the common story us foreigners share with Taiwan. It's like, oh, I'll come for a little bit, <laughs> and then next thing you know, we're here for years. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Beautiful. And yeah, so you mentioned you did your MBA at NTU, yes. and that then kind of kick-started you into many different tech jobs around yes. Taiwan. Is that right? Yes. I was with Cyberlink, uh, and then I, my last job uh, in the tech space is um, Asus. I was handling the Asia-Pacific uh, marketing, digital marketing for phones. Yeah, and I love that. And so within your role, you are, you know, you're a foreigner in these companies. So where do you think the importance was with your language skills? I think most of most of the foreigners that I have met would always think that they need to speak fluent Chinese to be able to get into these big companies. But uh, you have to remember that many of these companies are hiring you for your language ability of another language, be it English, German, or uh, other languages, because these big companies are actually targeting the local markets where you basically belong. <laughs> and so... I would say that in terms of language, you need, of course, you need to learn the Chinese language to be able to survive here in Taiwan, uh, even though many people actually speak English already. Uh, but it, within companies, the meetings are mostly done in, in Chinese, so you would need to at least know what's going on inside meeting rooms. And they hire you because of your English language capability or uh, of your capability of a foreign language that they are trying to, to leverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said. Yeah, because you're right. They're trying to target those, you know, markets that you might be from, you're, you're native in. And I think you, you mentioned some really good stuff right there, too, about having basic knowledge in that home language. So us as foreigners in Taiwan, having a base of Chinese so we can sit in on meetings and be productive and voice our opinions and contribute, you know, bring something to the table, we like to say, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so thinking about kind of the community of startups here in Taiwan, where could you know, our audience maybe meet other like-minded individuals? Are you guys doing, you know, conferences? Are you doing events? Is there any space right now, before COVID, I should say, that, that people can gather with like-minded individuals? Sure. Um, one, of the, one of my friends, Andrew Clark, he's from South Africa. He started a, a group called Taipei Impact Entrepreneurs. Even uh, before COVID-19, he formed this group so that uh, foreigners of like like-minded foreigners uh, who wants to start a business in Taiwan would actually week, uh, meet on a weekly basis, and then even when we had COVID, at least before level three, he would really want everyone to like meet and share their ideas and basically bounce off on how everyone could improve uh, with the conduct of their business. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Can you mention that that group one more time? Maybe people online. So it's online. called Taipei Impact Entrepreneurs. It has around three thousand members to date, and he started that, I think, in early twenty nineteen. Beautiful. I love it. Awesome, Paulo. Well, unfortunately, we're coming to the last question here on NG Ingwen, and it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and your knowledge as as a founder, as an author, as a journalist, and I wish you nothing but success with this. But a question I love to end with is: if you could go back and talk to a younger Paulo, would there be any advice you give yourself about language, life, or career? Sure.、Um, first, I would like to thank my old self for. Pursuing his dreams, no matter what the odds are, and it's a really important lesson for anyone who wants to to start a business or f- to improve their career. But I would also advise that the younger me to actually enjoy every moment of our lives. So, and my experience here in Taiwan is basically, if you are in a high growth environment. People come and go,、hmm. so you always have to have that in mind. That every person you meet, you have to have like a good experience with them because that could be the last, but it has to be、uh, lasting. And you also need to, you know, like it's it's nice to, in terms of language learning, it's nice to learn a new language, even though it's 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 like a basic thing. For example, if you meet someone from a different country and you can impress him with if like a basic knowledge of that language,、mm-hmm. it's already a good indicator that you actually care for this person because you actually learn his language. Yeah, well, well said, and I love that kind of yeah that you don't know people are going to come and go, and so having that last impression be a lasting impression. That was some poet. That was some poetry yes, right there. There you go. <laughs> you are an author, and I can see nicely done. All right. Well, where can people find your life? Online, where can they learn more about your company, and where can they find this startup in Taiwan guide? So basically,、uh, they just need to go to the to the new website that we are launching by the end of August, which is startupintaiwan dot com,、mm-hmm. and they'll be able to find this book. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere on social. If you could find Taipei Impact Entrepreneurs on Facebook, I'm an active member. I always post things there. Awesome. All right, Paulo. Well, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 下半段这边一开始来宾谈到的是，当初因为他就是想要离开马尼拉的新闻业，想说可以换换跑道，甚至到中国去闯闯看。但是因为他那时候不会讲中文，所以想说不然先来台湾待一阵子。结果结果就跟很多其他外国人一样，来这边然后待着待着就就就不走了。他念完研究所毕业之后，就直接留下来找工作，而且还都是在一些大公司做，像是亚太地区数位行销的职位。一直到后来才开始正式走上创业这条路。虽然说我以前还在跑新闻业的时候，就已经有在手边稍微做一些那个开一间小小的二手复古店。那这边他提到一点还蛮有趣的是，不少台湾的外国人都觉得，如果要进台湾大公司工作的话，好像一定要会讲中文。但其实他们更看重的是外语能力，当然中文也是要会讲一点嘛，毕竟是在台湾生活，如果开会或是跟同事沟通什么的，也都会用到。但是因为很多大公司他们的目标市场大部分都是在那些外国人的国家嘛，像是英文、德文语系国家，所以其实如果是这些母语人士或是会讲这些语言的人的话，都还颇吃香的。来听一个片语 ：to bring something to the table。
刚才这样在提到说，如果会讲中文的话，平常公司开会还可以一发言参与讨论，做一些有有贡献的事情。那要表达这种做贡献或是提供某件有益、有帮助的事情的话，就可以用这片语 to bring something to the table。像假设有个员工能力很好，又很有经验，帮团队带来很大利益，那这时候呢，就可以说哇，这位员工呢 always brings something to the table。或有时候，如果是比较非正式场合的话，也可以把 table 改成 party。你就讲说 to bring something to the party。接下来，如果你刚好也是准备创业，或是想要多了解一些相关资讯、建立人脉的话呢，哇，那这部分应该会蛮有帮助的哦。因为 Paulo 跟大家分享了一个南非朋友成立的创业社团，叫做 Taipei Impact Entrepreneurs。让来自各国的社团成员可以每周固定聚会一次，大家就彼此做经验分享，脑力激荡。好，虽然现在因为疫情的关系比较没有那么方便聚会，但他们也是会尽量找机会跟彼此做讨论。来，再讲一个片语，我们就进入节目尾声。一般如果我们想要表达每个礼拜都会固定怎么样怎么样的时候，大部分直接想到的都是讲 every week， 对不对？但如果你想要来一些变化，可以用像 Paulo 这边说的 weekly， 好 ，on a weekly basis， 有没有同样意思？用不同但都相对简单的字说出来，整个整个那个气势都不一样。同样道理，假如今天想要表达的是每天或是每个月的话，除了可以说 every day every month， 我们也可以说 on a daily basis or on a monthly basis。最后，我们来宾讲到说，不管是谁，他都觉得可以勇敢追梦。好，就算就算你心里感觉好像没什么胜算，也一样可以去试试看。好，哇，好适合我目前的处境哦，要好好把这句话记到心里。而且他提提醒大家，真的也可以多学一些外语，因为如果哪天刚好遇到那个讲当地语言的人，哇，那就是我们一个可以打破僵局、跟人家建立友情的大好机会。好啦，希望大家都有从这一次的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，可以上 Paulo 的网站看一看，或是加入刚才提到的那个创业社团哦。All right, bye everyone, peace. All right, well that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG. Ng English I C R T, and don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。